girlfriend? Hi. Yeah. Lover? Hi. Um, you sounded offended, so I was like, I don't know. No? No, I'm just Are like, we fighting already? We weren't? Oh, no. Um, we is us. That's uh -huh. Haley. I'm Caitlin. Mm -hmm. We are crime culture. Yep. Um, and quite frankly, we are we are halfway through Spooktober. We are. Um, if you've read the title of this, you know that we did the impossible. We watched and a miniseries in, in two, two days. days. We but binged I think, a miniseries in two days with no think, with with half access to Netflix. Yes, you had access. Yeah, yeah. I did not. <laughs> but I also think a lot of people are going to be binging this really quickly. So um, that's good for us because mm -hmm. if you haven't watched all of The Fall of the House of Usher, um, you shouldn't listen to this because we're going to spoil literally the entire thing. It hasn't even been out for a full two days at the time that we're recording this. Yeah. And it already has nearly 6,000 reviews on IMDb. Yeah. And there's a million articles about it. And it's it's the new big thing. Yes, it ha it literally like I'm not even kidding. It jumped 1,000 reviews from when I looked this morning to just now. In when I, it's when I started Pacific, when I started my notes, it had an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 78% on Google. I don't know if that has changed, but that I was literally right now, like yesterday. Because that's while while I look this up to whatchamacallit, um verify. First of all, I this is a spoiler for nobody, I hope, but I am a little annoyed that they didn't manage to get an Usher cameo once. I mean, not two once, on the nose. not a moo. I am. It, it, no, because there were other things that were on the nose and you know that. Oh, yeah, so, we'll talk about them, too. So we've got 90 percent tomato meter rating okay. on Rotten right, Tomatoes. But I went up a percentage. Yeah, I'm seeing a blocked out audience score. Yeah, I didn't see any audience score on That's Rotten Tomatoes. Silly. Maybe it takes a little while to generate. Um, but 74 it has 74% on Google. Oh, it had 78 when I looked. Da -da -da. 7.7 out of 10 on some IMDb. Some people haven't finished it yet. No, some people are upset about part of the ending. Yeah. That's what um, it is. But anyway, uh, if you uh i mean i sh i shouldn't say if you haven't watched it because everyone should have watched it if you're listening to this but it is a mike True. flanagan show if you're just or you're like me if you, and you're too afraid to watch it or if you just want to listen to this and you don't plan on watching it yes because that's what i would be it. doing yeah it's a that's mike flanagan we show doing. who's done so many adaptations of like stephen king work and everything there was a little at one point a little um easter egg that they're watching tv and gerald's game yes i literally on. put that in my notes and i was like yeah. lol product placement product placement with literally two of the same actors well and that's in this. yes because that's what i was going to i that i had that in my notes too i was like carla gugino is finally getting revenge on bruce greenwood for gerald's yeah. game and i was like we're here for it yeah, so the description, if you haven't watched again, uh, description is siblings Roderick and Madeline Usher have built a pharmaceutical company into an empire of wealth, privilege, and power. However, secrets come to light when their heirs uh, to the Usher dynasty start dying. Yeah. yeah. Or and you should can say, we say yeah. falling? Uh, mm -hmm. We already talked about fall. True. Um, True. <laughs> 
Also, a uh, quick shout out. A bunch of people reached out after that episode where I got high and watched the movie fall, and people really liked it. People and that had makes a me lot feel. Of fun. People had a lot of fun, and I had a lot of fun doing it. And it was a different format than we usually do. So I might sprinkle those in every once in a while. But again, if you want that all the time, go and listen to Too Scary Didn't Watch. I, I will try to choose. Uh, if I do it again, I'll try to choose videos, um, movies that don't overlap with what they've already done because mm. I don't want to step on any toes. But well, this um, could technically count. This could technically count. I did smoke a little bit yesterday while watching it. We we flip flopped. Yeah, I, I smoked more towards the beginning. You smoked towards the end. I watched six yes. episodes in one day, and you watched four and four, right? Yeah, and we'll yeah. get into that. Because and you, when I tell you, you I've finished got a moments ago. I literally finished not even half an hour ago. Yeah. I finished this morning. Uh, I did wake up and watch this. I also woke um, up and watched this, but you need to understand. I, I at one point wrote in my notes, let me see if I can find it. Um, I, I am about three quarters of the way through episode three, and I am just now remembering why it took me months to watch The Haunting of Hill House, and that's because it fucked me up so bad I needed to take multi-week breaks in between. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we get into our real like review slash recap, uh, I want to do a little bit of backstory on the story itself. Yes, thank you, because listen, I'm a hoe for Poe. I am a hypo. Oh my god, can we get, uh, get t-shirts? We can absolutely get t-shirts if they don't exist already. Okay, um, I'll make them. Uh, so absolutely. the book itself, uh, Poe writes short stories. Uh, I have a collection of Poe short stories across Same. the room over there. Same. Um, it has an eighty. The book itself has an eighty-three percent on Google, a three point nine out of five on Goodreads, with over fifty-nine thousand ratings. That possibly could have jumped again since I last looked, because I'm sure a lot of people are now going back and reading some of his works, as they should. And that's what I really loved about yeah. this series is that it is going to introduce a whole new, let me just say, generation of hoes for Poe. Yeah. Because this was a love letter to his entire <laughs> Yeah, we'll uh, get to it. Um, work, bibliography. But The Fall of the House of Usher itself is a short story that was written by Edgar Allan Poe, originally published in 1839 in Burton's Gentleman's Magazine, and was later included in the collection Tales of the Grotesque and Arabesque in 1840. Uh, it, was, it is a work of gothic fiction and includes themes mm -hmm. of madness, isolation, family, and metaphysical identities. Um it is wonderful it's great it's one of my favorites it except is. this retelling of it made me love it in new ways yes i love a modern retelling done correctly and this is Absolutely. definitely that but if you want other uh retellings there are go on the imdb for the fall of the house of usher the the original story right and um there's an entire list of um, stuff to check out. There's a silent film from 1928. Um, a another one that was a French silent film. Um, there's a 2006 uh, retelling director with my name, Haley, spelled oh. my way. Ooh, um, the only correct way. The only correct way. There's mm -hmm. a 2015 adaptation narrated by Christopher Lee. That one's animated. Oh, um, Christopher are, Lee. Yeah. There's several uh, theater productions um, in many different countries uh, going back from 1908 to 1917. There was an opera of 
the the show. Um, oh, there's also I a five part that. instrumental suite from 1976. Um, in 2008, there was a musical ap- adaptation called Usher, and it won Best Musical at the New York International Fringe Festival. Oh, uh, I haven't I haven't actually heard anything from that. I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, but another one that I saw recently, uh, if anybody's been on Book Talk, I am not, but I have seen a lot of uh, shared stuff on Reels. I'm somewhat on it. Uh, the writer uh, uh, T. King Fisher, T. King Fisher, uh, is popular on Book Talk, and they wrote a book called the F- um, What Moves the Dead. It came out in 2022, and that is actually a retelling of the Ooh. fall of the house of usher yeah so uh if you want a literary uh retelling in a, a more modern way check that out i've heard very good things about t king fisher uh and it is on my list because i need some more things to read during spooky season um and also one. speaking of spooky season over on my instagram um my personal instagram at uh, h-e-y underscore l-e-e 12 i think i know what you're um, gonna say I am doing a, uh, I can't, I couldn't do 31 for 31 because I was away for a bunch of October and working on a bunch of different things, but I'm going to do 13 nights of Halloween where I'm going to watch 13 horror movies, uh, counting down to Halloween starting on the 19th mm-hmm. of, uh, the month. So check out my Instagram. I'll post the list. And if you want to watch with me, then... <laughs> Um, I'll post what movies I'm watching. Horror movies. Duh. But No, only Disney movies. After no. this, at least, only Disney movies. Only Disney For movies. For me. So, let us get into the Netflix series. Again, spoiler heavy. We are going to be recapping and not exactly like shot for shot recap, but we're going to be talking about um, each episode and um spoilers within so you have been warned so let's jump into the the first episode not warned i don't know where i thought i don't know with what audacity i entered this where it came from that i was like oh this isn't gonna be so bad yeah it's it's great it's fantastic make no mistake beautifully done uh the first note i have from episode one is LOL Tesla Taxi? Did you catch I, that in the oh, very shut beginning? The fuck up. Oh, shut the fuck up. I go, it's creepy. It's campy. It's got Tesla taxis. It's like if Poe didn't have crippling depression. Yeah. And also, he takes the uh, the character who is named, what is his name? I have it here. August Dupin. Yeah. Um, that is from a Poe short was- story. Yes, there were so all of many the names. references. Yeah, all of the names, all, the names. all of the episode titles. Yes, were and here's the thing about the, to Poe works, if not direct titles of his the works. episode titles. If if you if you are a ho for Poe, yes, and uh, you know a lot of his works, and you saw the episode title, it was kind of a spoiler into what the it death was. was going to be. It was, but, but it was also, also done in such a a yes. cool different way that it wasn't like like you see the pit in the pendulum and you're like okay well somebody is getting slashed open something's and, yeah but the way it happened was you don't so incredible you don't anticipate like it, it's so funny because at one point i likened it to a car crash like you know it's gonna be a car accident and yet you cannot help but watch it was captivating yeah and it it <sighs> like but anyway make so no mistake 
if you got mental health problems, maybe don't watch this. Yeah, right. This is going to be... And also, maybe don't get high for this. This might be a little too much. This, but, um, yes. August Dupin was uh, from the Murders of Rue Morgue and mm-hmm. is a detective in the original uh, Poe mm-hmm. story. And he is a detective... Or, a good uh, detective. investigator in this. Um, also, when he starts uh, his... Like when he sits down with Roderick and they're they're about to do like the the deposition mm-hmm. confession whatever it is mm-hmm. he starts by saying it's November twentieth twenty twenty three so we're I in know. the future I know I I also caught that and was also bothered by it I was like oh this is dangerous yeah this oh is weird. all right also uh real quick were they meeting at the house from it it looked like the house from it so here's here's the thing i actually wrote i don't care how much fucked up shit in that house roderick and madeline grew up how much fucked up shit happened in that house roderick and madeline grew up in all caps i want it because it was cool it was spooky it was like a little victorian-esque it was on yeah, a but cul-de-sac. did you want it did you want it when it was dead and the entire neighborhood so, was so here's dead? the thing here's the thing i didn't put those two together until it was like they were showing what had happened when it was back in the 1950s or 60s mm-hmm. um and at 14 minutes and 10 seconds i wrote nope i'm sure sh- nope sure that's weird but i can work with it okay. that's when they're burying their mother in the backyard yeah and at 16 13 i wrote never mind i'm out yeah and so was she <laughs> um what else what else do i have oh yeah so in the in lots of pose um stories and uh this one included um the narrator goes unnamed Mm -hmm. but i like that we have the narrator is roderick throughout the entire throughout the entire series every episode i love the i love the way that it's being told again like that he is essentially doing his confession again there's no usher there is not a single Usher cameo in this. And yet these are his confessions. The dude's name is fucking Usher. Like he says, yeah, several times. And I like that. Um, What's it called? I like that it was told in kind of like an anthology series. Yes. Like this isn't so much the story of the fall of the house of Usher. It's more of just this How is a Poe anthology series. Yes. That's, that is also something that I wrote at one point. Um, let me find it. I I wrote because I liked that it incorporated the characters and the references to his works, and that each episode is essentially a retelling of one of his works. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really like that. Yeah, and that it's all ensconced in a retelling of one of his most famous works. Yeah, and I was like the the famous titles, the quotes, like in the the eulogy that the priest is giving. Um, that that's directly quoted from Poe, that they just weave yep. in it, in and out like his actual words and then more modern references. I did feel it was a little heavy handed when Roderick starts oh. um, uh, quoting Annabelle Lee. Yeah, like writing Annabelle Lee. I thought it was really, little really lame until we got it with the, the name. ending. Yeah. The ending until okay, where she was like, it, where spoiler but alert, he, like she's like he this is what everybody would have been he needed to do it throughout 
so that it made so that sense at the know. end. Yes, but still, so when the, the first time the first time he did it, I was like, I get it. Her name's Annabella. You, yeah. all you had to say was her name, and then everybody. That's like one of Poe's like biggest, most things. famous. Yes, yeah. Yes. All you had Though to say was I that. I will say when he recites it in full at the end, or like full, like finishes fully. Re- after that, I was like, holy shit! Like again, it's just I've lo- I love it in a whole new way because I was like, oh, I'm being moved yeah like this is this is this broke his heart and i'm like oh shit it's breaking mine um but yeah i did write at one point um the grandson named prospero in parentheses the mask of the red death lenore the raven fortunato pharma the cask of amontillado the black cat the black cat yeah annabelle lee annabelle as soon as as soon as you saw that black cat did you immediately i immediately wrote that down the black yeah. cat i didn't know the cat's also, name yet uh huge spoiler for the end carla G- gugino verna verna is an mm-hmm. anagram of the raven raven i yeah. did get that i when oh god let me see when i found uh, when i figured that out and also um, mark hamill excuse me mark hamill and also arthur mark pym hamill, arthur pym another poe work Yep. Um, his only full length novel. His only full length novel. Thank you. Hose for Poe. Um, Hose for Poe. But also, I just, I really loved that Mark Hamill got to not just exercise his acting chops, but that man has had a very prolific voice acting career, arguably mm-hmm. more prolific than his film career. And he really pulled out like a whole other voice like i was like oh this man did play the joker that's right mm-hmm. it just oh he did oh he was fantastic yeah and oh. obviously i think he's hose like for hamill hose for poe he, he's like everyone in the cast is great he's arguably the most famous person in the entire cast but played such like an understated kind of role like he never like until the was it the last episode or the the episode before four where he has his um his moment with verna that they're sitting and she's offering him something and he ultimately yes yes she's offering him an out yeah and And he says i'm gonna see how this plays out yeah yeah and and just she loved it because i was waiting for her to like fucking get his ass and she didn't she was just like you know what thank you for this lovely conversation she's like like, you know what thank you well she's like i can give you i can give you a way out and you can basically like obviously it's they said in the bar scene like i'm not you can't sell me your soul your soul's already gone mm-hmm. um but i can offer you this way out and here's what's going to play out if you don't take this and here's what will play out if you do and he yeah. listens to both sides and is like you know what uh i'm gonna let this go the way it's gonna go i'm not gonna yeah. like intervene in any way and i think she like fully respects that yes and decides like Okay, like you heard what your life could be if you take this uh, this option, and you've chosen not to. So yeah. I'm gonna let you, you. Yeah, I'm gonna let you fall into your. Uh, you made your, your bed. Yeah, yeah. But like, also, we did not be a fucking coward, Mark yeah. Hamill, Arthur I'm Pym. Sorry, we're skipping over we're, into we're, so many different we're episodes. We're happening, but. Um, I wrote yeah. introducing the post cinematic universe in all caps. Yeah, exactly. Because that's basically what this is, and it's I love it. And episode Avengers one, who? episode one is the first intro to all of the Usher children, and yes. I wrote I don't know which one I hate more. Oh, there's I not did. a single likable character besides August Dupont and Annabelle Lee. and Juno. 
I love Juno from day one when Juno was literally like, I can't drink enough to get out of this. Like, I I was like, holy shit, do I love Juno? And of course, Lenore. Lenore. Oh, my God. Lenore was my It takes you a while to, like, get introduced to her and, like, see her humanity and everything. But, um, yeah, every single kid was horrible. Which one did you hate the most? We'll see if we have the same one. The most. That's really tough because I hated different ones for different reasons. Um, I, I, I guess I hated Freddie the most. Oh, really? Okay. I, I, I guess. hated Camille the most. No, I, I didn't like Camille. I didn't. I was uh, so I, happy when she was them, dead. A lot of them were not likable, yeah. but with, with Camille, with a lot of actually the kids, I felt bad for them also because some of them were just like, I, and I also really <laughs> This is so biased and spoiler alert. I especially I really thought that I was going to hate Leo the most after he kills the cat. And Leo's I was like, like Leo's fuck like this the, guy. He's the hottest one, isn't he? I know he is the hottest <laughs> one. His name's Raul Coley and I've loved him since iZombie, which accent, the guy that played young Ma- uh, or his name is Malcolm. The guy that played young DuPont uh-huh. was in iZombie with him and played a detective okay all right like i thought so I, I thought if you I like both him of from those, something i like what him. it is well and he's young, been in all of the mike flanagan things uh young roderick not like little kid roderick like yeah middle-aged roderick. He's yeah friday hot. night lights he's, he's from friday night lights, he's from friday okay. night lights okay. and postgrad all right keep quizzing me i got this i got this give me another Damn. uh yeah, um, but, like, yeah yeah he was kind of hot he but... could get it either of them could get it like yeah and i mean he is his father's son they're both hot yeah 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 annabelle lee too was pretty yeah. uh young madeline terrifying yeah oh she god calculate cold calculating bitch she i got uh, i Carla, was just like she's a Carla gugino at any uh, any, at any iteration was any, so hot oh, the yes. episode okay jumping into episode two um which is the mask of the red death episode sheesh. um sheesh yes <laughs> i wrote Carla gugino's body though yeah at 50 i'm like uh ah bitch but anyway a dream for anyone the episode is titled mask of the red death if you are not of the poe initiated it is another um short story where the main character prince prospero attempts Mm -hmm. to avoid a dangerous plague known as the red death Mm -hmm. by hiding in his abbey he along with other wealthy nobles hosts a masquerade ball in seven rooms of the abbey which uh each one is decorated with a different color. Mm-hmm. In the midst of the revelry, a mysterious figure disguised as a Red Death victim enters and makes his way through each of the rooms. Prospero dies after confronting the stranger whose costume proves to contain nothing uh, tangible inside of it. And the guests also in turn die. Yes. So if you know that story, you kind of get a little bit of a glimpse into what the episode is. Well, well, two things. Um, one, I want to, before, because I'm going to go on a tirade, I'm warning you now. First, though, I do want to say that my, within the first five minutes of this episode, I wrote, a little disappointing that Mike Flanagan, Mike Flanagan didn't work in those creepy little appearances like he did with all the ghosts in The Haunting of Hill House. A few minutes later oh never mind mike flanagan just started including them he just waited until episode two. Oh yeah when when the body of like prospero is like slightly uh-huh. behind 
uh, and, and, and you and, can just tell that it's a shirtless person like you can't tell anything else yeah and you just see the movement of him walking away it's like mm-hmm. oh god that's great mm-hmm. the first note i wrote about this episode is using a butt plug to crush pills question mark i also wrote <laughs> i also wrote using a i wrote a all caps butt plug as a all caps pill grinder Question I think words. the next time I think the next time we do something like this where we review a series, um, mm-hmm. we should also be taking shots every single time we have a same note we as should. each other. <laughs> we should not, because that's a bad idea. Did you also write in all caps? Yeah, fuck Blippy. Because I sure did. No, I didn't. Fuck Blippy. Blippy's like a children's show host on YouTube. Okay. And it's like if Steve was unhinged, like Steve from Blue's Clues was unhinged okay. and had like a propeller hat. Fuck Blippy. They say it in the show and it's a sentiment I agree with. I was like, whoever wrote that has kids or is me. I also um, wrote, um, this is, I guess this is when we know, like we first meet Annabelle Lee. Yes. I, I think. And I wrote something super bad is going to happen to her at the end because yep. obviously like. She's too good. You know who, and but you also know the name. Yes. So you know that like something bad is going to happen. You know the story. The other thing I wrote was uh, they literally had a conversation about AI making movies and TV. I also wrote this. <laughs> Haley, when I tell you, let me find what I wrote for that because I got so fucking mad. I like I can't believe I can't believe that they included it because if you're still listening to this, um, thank you. But also this is at the time we're of recording, in the midst we're in the midst yeah, of the actor the strike, actor is, strike and yeah. something just came out about uh what was it disney disney has that movie prom pact and they okay. used cgi uh extras yeah and and it like i guess so it makes sense bad. it makes um, sense if you're doing like fucking game of thrones and you need to have like a giant sequence with like a million people and like you need to AI people in like the way, way, way back or like in a it giant stadium this. setting. Yeah, but if it, you're was doing a, like, it was a stadium setting. It wasn't a good one. If you're doing like a, a prom at like a, a high school gym, you can fill but that with But it wasn't even extras. a prom. It wasn't even a prom. It was like a pep rally type of thing. Oh, okay. Um, but I wrote, I, I literally wrote down the quote and they, and Madeline says, hell, an algorithm could write movies and TV shows. And I wrote, this is Netflix propaganda. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it is i think it, i think that was more like mike flanagan like like that throwing, was on or the like nose. the writers and stuff throwing stuff in actually fun fact um one of the writers the last episode was one of the writers was um young roderick's wife oh okay mm-hmm. mike flanagan wow. really keeps it in the family yeah like his wife like is cool. camille um and a frequent collaborator of his a frequent co-writer of his like it's she's just, really good because she's super she's unlikable so in the show. Good. She's <laughs> so good. Well, and and everything, everything that she does, like she's like a super hot lesbian in the first in the first series that he did, uh, yeah. The Haunting of Hill House. And I was like, yeah. I also she wrote. I forget. Strengths. I forget where I wrote this. I don't know what episode it came up in. I don't know where it is. But oh yeah, it was in the first episode because when we're we're meeting all the kids and everything, mm-hmm. uh, I said Mike Flanagan made this version so much more gay than Poe ever imagined. Oh yeah. So, I don't so, know. I've heard things. Maybe. May, Poe may have been delighted by that. Maybe. Um, but also, uh, I wrote the entire conversation with uh, Perry and Fred's wife about the sex club made me very uncomfortable. I wrote, Hated if you've that. been missing, missing Succession, watch this. 
But what was worse was that, which I wrote in all caps with multiple question marks, performative cuck dinner. Um, similarly, what was that? Similarly, Tam- Tamberlane? What's her name? T- Tamerlane. 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 I can't pronounce yeah. it, but it is another Poe reference. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Um, but Tammy. I just kept calling her Tammy because that's yeah, what yeah. other people also called her, and I was like, also well, like, that's fuck same, Tammy. Same with Perry. Perry. And her, his yeah. name's Prospero. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. would also go that way. Um, but yeah, it's just. I also wrote at some point, of course they're Republicans. <laughs> well, based yeah, on the industry duh. that they're in, based on the industry that they're in, I was like, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I wrote uh, assistant orgy question mark with that with Camille and her assistants yes. for all fucking. Who this she whole also, episode. Toby, damn it. And damn it, Toby. That's the reference to damn it, Toby. Uh-huh. And then that she calls the other one Tina, but her name is really bad. <laughs> Because yeah. she likes the names Tony and Tina and not Tony and Beth. Like, that just... Or Toby. Yeah, that, that like, comes up later. But, um, uh, yeah, fuck that. Uh, but this whole episode... Fuck? Episode two was just all sex. It everybody, really was. Everybody had sex stuff going on. And that brings me to my theory. Okay. 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 Hear me the fuck out with this. All right. So. The Mask of the Red Death. Yeah. In it... As you said, every room is a different color. Prospero is walking through the room because he's like, yo, this dude is ruining my party and I need to put a stop to this. Mm -hmm. Every, I don't know if you noticed, every single episode has a different color theme. Ooh, okay. And I didn't notice at the time, but I'd have to go back and it gets better. It gets, honey, it gets better. It gets so much better. Cause like, let, let me, let me just, Ooh, let me have this. All right. All right. I'm about to blow your fucking mind right now. Okay. You and ready? usually I do notice stuff like that. Cause I study color theory and stuff, but yep. Same. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So this is, this is how I started this out. And then I proceeded to flesh it out throughout the entire episode. And I think I got something. Okay. Seven differently colored rooms in the, the mask of the red death is the abbreviation, but yes. Mm-hmm. Arrow. Seven deadly sins. Arrow. Ooh, okay. Seven different usher deaths. Okay, yes, yes. I love this. I love this. And I and I think we're starting it off strong. We might even be going in reverse order. So this is lust. This is lust. Perry is okay. lust. Red, lust. Again, he literally throws an orgy like yeah. lust. But I'm looking at stills from it now. I'm I'm just on on Google looking at stills, and Tammy's death was green. Very green. Envy. Yeah. Envy. I've, girl, yep. I've got a whole thing. Do you want me to go through mine now, or do you want me to wait until each episode? No, we'll go. We'll do. We'll do each episode. I'm okay. gonna. Tr- cr- but I I'm do have try to go theory. as chronologically as humanly yes, possible. I know I we agree. jumped around so much. I but, know. Um, but it's because we're is- excited. I know. Hopefully everyone has like watched all of it. Hopefully but uh, the last note I have for season two, uh, two episode notes. Two. Episode two. Oh God, Jesus. Episode two. Uh, Perry's friend's mask looks like the mask from Hush. Is that also that a Mike Flanagan sense. property? Mike Flanagan. Yeah, it's a okay. Mike Flanagan thing. Okay. That's, so. a, that's a little a Mike Flanagan Easter egg. Okay, I like that. That's fun. I like that. And um, then uh, th- I just wrote the rain death scene was gnarly. Oh my god. So what a way to kick off the deaths. The rain death scene was, I would say, the worst of all of them. 
Um, uh, I don't know. If I, I actually would say disagree. I disagree with myself disagree with as yourself? I say that because I've got. So- I just saw something else that I wrote in my notes. Um, however, I wrote. Yeah. Uh, first of all, the moment that I discovered that I loved Juno was when one of her, one of her, or when Lenore starts to call her grandma as a and joke. And she's like, "God, Lenore please don't. is like ten years at the most younger than Juno." Um, and Juno just is like, please, no, 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 I'll hit you. <laughs> like yeah. she, she has no intention of doing so, obviously, but she's just like, I will hit you. Yeah. She's like, so, I will start so beating you. by it. Yeah. Yes. And so I was like, I don't know if Juno, cause everybody was always like, is Juno in the will? Is Juno in the will? Yeah. And we do find out at the end if Juno's in the will, but I go, I don't know if Juno's in the will, but she sure is fucking the will of my heart because like, goddamn, Juno's the fucking funniest. But I also wrote OMG brother-in-law is the new stepbrother. Yeah. <laughs> Because it is. It's so gross. Perry and his older brothers. His, I, I tried to do the math on this. But I his also His brother don't... must have been at least 45. Yeah. And that, because so his it, wife must have been was, at least. He was a young kid in 1980 when they do all the flashbacks. They, yes. And this yes. is 2023. And, his, and, and Tammy was 45 on her gravestone when she died. Okay. So he had to have been at least 50. Not even 45. Yeah. So... You're 26. I did the math on that. And you're hitting on your brothers, presumably also 50. And granted, gorgeous. Gorgeous. But and, I do and think, also another Poe reference. Yeah, I, I'm, everything wife. was. I More, do think it was. was. I do think it was a play from him that he had no intention on oh, acting absolutely. on. Because absolutely. once you cut to the room where he has all the cameras set up, mm-hmm. I think he was literally just he inviting was gonna her there. Him. Yeah. But also Sorry. possibly just seeing how far it would go. Like how far yeah. can I how far can I take this? Yeah, absolutely. Because he's a fucking kid. He's a he's a kid. Yeah. But uh yeah. I wrote all caps, holy shit, the warehouse scene. Graphic. Yeah. Too much squelching, and then too period much period squelching period. I also wrote uh, today. I learned so yesterday. I learned edible arrangements are something you gift people you hate. Yeah, right. I didn't know this, and I've received them, and I'm like, well, damn. Now I know what I'm gonna give other people, but I don't know what I'm gonna get. That moment when she's—I don't know if it's that exact moment, but um, the moment we first hear about the Rue Morgue reference yes. is is with uh, Camille when she's like talking yes. to her assistants. There's so and much she like, literally clever... was like, "It I, oh, what was it? It was an abbreviation. I don't remember what it was. Roderick Usher Roderick... Enterprises or something. Like yes, that. Yeah, yeah. And then and then he took his name off it. She said because they were doing spoiler alert, like animal testing, and that was. Yeah, and then there, I appreciated they did there. fake monkeys. It makes yeah. sense also because that was another Netflix like easter egg-esque sort of mm-hmm. thing because they have this series umbrella academy that i know you don't watch but i do and in it there there is this like um sentient monkey okay and it looks that it's animated because the dude is like ape from george of the jungle but okay. a chimpanzee and straight up looks exactly like these monkeys that they are experimenting on at room org yeah so which let's, is if yeah. you have nothing to say on episode two we'll jump into episode three um episode episode two fucked me up and i did up until i looked a little further at my notes think it was the worst one that one was also that is when we got my first scream um okay. when so in every episode 
he does or like mike flanagan does a jump scare where the ghost reveals itself yeah and this was the first one it was literally or i should say yeah because the mom in the beginning wasn't a ghost yet um but this was the first one and you just see like his acidified face like just right in front of the camera and when i tell you Haley, at the top of my lungs with all of my windows open because we love to conserve energy i just went fuck yeah (laughs) there's kids playing outside it scared the shit out of me it was a good one it that one got me i don't know that it was a good one i don't know that i particularly enjoyed it i more prefer like i i like he doesn't do too many jump scares and i like the the scares more where it's like something in the background and you just see it move across and there's no like music playing and there's no nothing it's just like i think in the shadow I think it's artistically incredible, but I fucking hate being on the receiving end of it. Yeah. Um, so episode three is titled Murder in the Rue Morgue. Again, mm-hmm. another Poe story where August Dupin is a man in Paris who solves the mystery of the brutal murder of two women. Numerous witnesses heard the suspect, though no no one agrees on what language was spoken. At the murder scene, Dupin finds a hair that does not appear to be human. Yes. Da, da, dun. Uh, my first note here is um, with Leo when they call him Xbox Gatsby. Yeah. I love that. Damn. Damn. Oh, um, never mind. Gone. I was going to, I forgot what episode we were on and I'm going to save it. Um, episode three. Yes. But you know what we do witness in this episode and I fucking hated it. So what? for those who don't know, this is where I'm going to do my plug for doesthedogdie.com, which does not just include dogs it started yeah. out as just dogs now it's literally everything under the sun it's my bible i love it i didn't think to look well as soon as i saw the black cat in the episode i was like uh okay this isn't gonna end well just knowing poe lore i knew it wasn't gonna end well but i was hoping it wasn't gonna end well for the humans and not for the cats because spoiler alert leo wakes up and he has killed the cat while yeah. he was in like a drug addled frenzy yeah pluto yeah pluto i know and and it really upset me and i wrote here i knew that blood was pluto's because he like the way that it's revealed is really like interesting because he like gets up off the floor like he's like oh my god like i had a bender and he wipes his face and there's blood and it's just blood all over his face yeah and he doesn't know he's walking around the apartment he's like doing whatever he gets orange juice out of the fridge and only when he sees he puts it back and he sees the blood on the orange juice bottle is he like oh what's this and i wrote not the cat in all caps I wrote, I knew that blood was Pluto's and immediately left the room until I heard the spooky music that indicated Rule Coley discovered the body because fuck that shit. And then I yeah. looked it up online to see if the cat died and they confirmed because yeah. no. This was a rough one if you like animals. Yeah, I have less. This entire and, episode was a rough yeah, one. I have less and less uh, notes as it goes on because I got more like engrossed in like actually just watching it so i don't have too many notes for this episode but i I have so many to distract myself (laughs) perfect i wrote that the lemon monologue was terrifying it's where roderick goes off and is like oh you you don't have lemons and make lemonade this is what you do with it and he goes on a tirade of like how you market that and how you eilish say lemons the new hashtag lemons yeah hashtag lemon yeah that is an incredible monologue Great but also line. terrifying monologue, because that's yeah. how fucking that's how it works that's how it works that's how they get you yeah but like, it's so oh god and so the way up. the way bruce greenwood delivered that delivered yeah absolutely the, whole thing, incredible. the way he delivered he was really the only 
I take that back because I felt really bad for Perry that, and I wrote this in my notes actually, um, like I'm very sad that he never got out from under his dad's thumb. He had like a thing about how he was just, his dad would keep each of his kids under his thumb and yeah. just like he thought the pressure would turn them into diamonds, but he's like, no, it was just fucking crippling. But also and, he was, he was an usher for the shortest amount of time yes. because he didn't know who he his found dad out when was. He was 16. Yeah. So he was an usher for 10 years. And then Leo found out when he was 18. Camille found out when she was 20. Yeah. So all the, the they call them themselves the bastards. Yes. They well, they didn't are, call themselves yeah, the bastards. They're referred but, to as the bastards. Yes. But all of the bastards died first. Yes. Which well, is and that's the thing that I noticed. Not just that, in age order, reverse age order. Mm, Perry was the youngest, and then Camille, yeah. and then Leo. And they literally went in age order. And also, I noticed that from the beginning just based on how they spoke. Yeah. But I also noticed at the end when you see the gravestones, you can see the years that everybody was born for the most part. And it is yeah. literally in that order. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, What else did I have to say about this episode? Uh, Carlos Gugino is terrifying in that in the actual like death scene. Yep. I wrote. Oh, my and, God. Yep. I, I completely agree. I wrote... She said, I'm going to leave you I'm, or I'm going to need you to tell me who the fuck you th or somebody somebody says to her, I'm going to need you to tell me who the fuck you think you are. And I wrote, it's Verna, bitch. Like, yeah, she right. is so good. Seriously, like the Oscar fucking goes to because she plays a different like she she's plays everyone. And she's characters. No one. Yeah, but she plays yes. multiple characters in every episode. Yes. Like, she, that's she's she's like, I can't even begin to describe or explain it it's like she is a plant it's like this is punked and she is the the supporting cast she's just a different it, it's it's wild she's she is a master she's she's got the puppet strings yeah oh i love her um, uh, but that was all my notes for episode three do you have anything right. else to say about I episode do. three uh all caps so here's the thing this is why I started to say that the lust one, the lust one was the grossest. Okay. Okay. Um, or the Perry's death was the grossest. However, um, is this, this van one was, van vanity? This, no. So, so, uh, Pride? I wrote for Camille sloth. Hear me out. Okay. Because people think that sloth is laziness. However, I don't remember where I read this, but it was by a, person of the cloth whether they were a nun or a priest or a preacher i'm not i don't remember but basically the whole point was sloth is seen as laziness and think about people who have mental illness and that's what this entire essay was on was like religion and mental illness and they were saying that sloth if you can't bring yourself to get out of bed and to take care of yourself because you are so depressed for example that is not sloth that mm -hmm. that is you cannot help being sick and it was just very it was very beautiful how they were just like we need to use religion to destigmatize mental health issues instead of stigmatizing them further however mm -hmm. so with that in mind though based on this essay so what they were saying sloth was is it is that you don't care to do anything in the sense that camille for example she knows that her family like they say in another episode she had a file on every single person in her family all of the terrible things that they've done 
Yeah. And she knows every single thing that her family has done, but she's the head of PR for Fortunato Pharmacy Pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. Um she knows about all of these misdeeds and, and she nothing. rather than doing the right thing and being like, "Hey, all of these bad things are happening." She either puts a spin on it to make it good like she does with Perry where she's like that's why we have a charity fund is so that we can just slap his name on it later and be like he did all of these good things yeah um and and oh there were a couple criminals at this uh orgy so we're gonna say that they were actually the ones responsible for all of these deaths um she's she is sloth she, and she knows does about have, all of these terrible things she puts a spin on it she, she, does have a, she does have a moment at one point, I forget in, at what part or who she's talking to, that she's like, uh, oh, she's talking to uh, Leo when she's Carly. getting high in their, their oh, apartment. Oh, yes. And is like, every single person in the family is doing like all these things and I'm not doing anything. Like I'm not, I'm not actually contributing yeah. to the family. Yeah. All I have is like the secrets. And so that, I think that but really embodies it. the sloth. Yeah. She yeah, she's got all the secrets and that's just as bad. It's this it's the Nance, the Nelson Mandela quote. Like Yeah. She's she is straight up. She is not taking sides. She's just doing the thing. Like I just So yeah. that's why I have sloth for her. I think that makes um, sense. I like that. I I I personally like it. We'll see. We'll see. However, however, um I do have some other notes. Okay. Here. Um for example, why does Luke Skywalker have gloves? And then I wrote, do you think it could be because he's such a good lawyer, he knows that he should never leave behind a fingerprint? Whether or not this is true, I do not know, but I like this theory that I, I like had that theory. when That's trying good. to distract myself from all of the terror that I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. However, the main thing, the main takeaway here, I wrote, today I learned I have a fear of monkeys. <laughs> Even CGI ones. No, I did I like not think I had a fear of monkeys. I truly did not think I had a fear of them. Haley, when I tell you, because straight straight up, like, spoiler alert, Camille gets mauled by one of her sister Victorine's lab monkeys, mm -hmm. who she's broken into the lab because there are rumors that Victorine, when, like, these trials that she's doing, they're not going well. And when a monkey dies, she just, like, butchers it and carries out the the pieces in yeah. her Birkin. So when I tell you I fucking sprinted out of the room when I realized that she like because you see obviously the ghost first. You know that something's going to happen. And when I realized that she's going to get mauled by a monkey, I lost control of my body in that but moment. They also, and I go ahead. The episode is titled The Murders of Rue Morgue and they call I that don't place know what Rue I was Morgue. expecting. It's the last five minutes of the episode. So yeah, obviously. it was the last five minutes of the episode because when I tell you, Haley, I fucking sprinted out of the room. I, I truly, I blacked out. I sprinted out of the room so fucking fast. I was home alone and Marcia ran right behind me. Felix didn't know what to do and stayed on the couch. And after I, after all of the like, ooh, ooh, ah, screaming and then silence, I was like, okay, I think it's okay to come out because like I couldn't get my legs to bring me back into the room if I tried. Um, I walked out as the monkey, they, they're like discovering that it, it, that like one of the monkeys was out and mauled her the next morning. Yeah. But I looked to Felix, his ears were flat and he's looking at me with some type of combination of fear and also you fucking left me here. Yeah. 
you left me to experience this. It scared him, I think, just as much as it scared me. Um, but also that monkey, his face really did say at the end, like, and I'd do it again. Yeah. He Agreed. had no remorse. And you know what? I don't blame him one bit. No. And Camille was my least favorite, so I was glad she was dead second. Camille um, wasn't episode... my least favorite, but this death was. Episode four. Episode four is titled The Black Cat. So obviously yes. this is not going to be good for us cat lovers. So It was the, not. Well, well. Well, I mean, the cat kind of got justice. But anyway. Yeah. Here, let me let ahead. me get into the yeah, the, the Poe premise first. So uh, the original short story by Edgar Allan Poe, an alcoholic's excessive drinking leads him to become violent towards his and his wife's black cat, eventually gouging out one of its eyes and hanging it from a noose. Burdened by the guilt, uh, he adopts a similar looking cat to cover mm -hmm. his tracks, but mm -hmm. his he's tormented by the imposter's presence. When he mm -hmm. tries to kill it, his wife stops him, and in a fit of rage, he kills her instead. Mm -hmm. After hiding her body in the wall, the cat disappears, and he feels at ease, until the police come by and hear a cat's meow behind the wall, exposing his crime. Yep. So, I was immediately concerned for Leo's boyfriend. Julius. Who yes. Leo has already shown that, like, Leo's cheating on Julius with anything that moves. Yeah. Um, Leo just is really taking him for granted, not letting him meet his family. And some of that is to do with the legal stuff, but a lot of it is not to do with legal stuff. Yeah. Like, at one point, Camille goes, oh, Leo told me you're getting engaged. And even Julius was like, well, is he saying that because he's under the influence of, like, every drug imaginable? Yeah, or yeah, does he, he actually like, lists love lists all me? the drugs, yeah. Yes. But yeah, so he's putting up with a lot. Uh, my first note for this episode was justice for Pluto 2. Justice for Pluto and Pluto 2. But also my first note for this episode is a quote from Carla Gugino's character who plays the adoption agency yeah, yeah. employee. And she said, there are some very lovely cats that won't make it if someone doesn't intervene because they're a kill shelter. Mm -hmm. And all caps, I wrote, I'll do it. I'll intervene. I'll adopt all these fucking cats. I will. I yeah, will. when he when he sees the the black cat and she's like, "Well, that one's already spoken for. You can't take it." And he's like, "Here's what I'll do. Like, I'll like adopt every single one of these cats in here." I was like, "Yes, please do that, please. Yeah, yes, I want this." And then do your fortune. Use your fortune for something good. Yeah, because he was also like, "And I'm going to give each one to an orphanage so that the kids have like a pet." And I was like, I "Okay, if he actually that's good." Did that. I like to think he did. I like yeah. to think he did, mostly because he was hot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was super hot in his accent. Was, oh, little, little, little. Um, my next oh, note so is sad. no, 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 no eye scratch. All right, that's that's <laughs> not that's not the next note that I have. Um, my next note was actually I wonder if Roderick's little quality time with his dead kids is just going to be explained away as the same thing he said his mom had, which is like this heart problem that causes brain problems uh -huh. and makes you crazy. And Haley, when I tell it you, kind of was. One minute later, he reveals to Dupont that that is exactly what is happening, is that he has this thing and it has progressed badly. Well, yeah, that's why, he, like, that's why he took Victorine aside and was like, you mm -hmm. need to make this thing work. But yes. I, I think that's also because later on uh, in like one of the last episodes, you find out that when he dies, all of his children are going to die, too. Yes. So I think Which that was, was really also fucked point. up because he knew that and he made that deal. That he knew that and he off. already had two kids. Yes. Yes, yeah. and he had more. Yeah. He he um, he literally at one point Madeline said something like, I heard this and I immediately got an IUD and you couldn't even bother to put on a condom. 
Yeah. But also, I think it was um, kind of set up earlier in the series where they were talking about, you always take these bastards in, yeah. like, no matter what. And I think that's because he was really trying to be like, well, I've already cursed this family, so let me try to do this thing and provide for them as much as possible in like in the gross way that he thinks he could That's by like throwing money at I him thought. i thought that it was more because he he drew in these things i thought it was twofold i thought it was i don't know if you can hear michael yelling but apparently michael disagrees no michael's playing uh elden ringer Baldur's gate um i think that a because fortunato pharmaceuticals started out that their mother was a secretary for a high-powered executive there. She got pregnant by him, mm-hmm. had these two children, Madeline and Roderick, and they were twins. They were, were they treated twins? as bastards. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. um, I didn't that's know what, that's what Carla Gugino meant when she was like, you were born into, into the this world, world together. together. Yes. Yeah, um, okay. So that she had these twins and the dude didn't claim them. His wife didn't even seem to know that they were his. No, I don't think so. And that he was just like, I want nothing to do with these children and that they had to work their way up from the mailroom until they, you know, like they killed the new guy in charge, the CEO. Sorry. Um, They killed. No, I'm not sorry. Um, But they killed. They killed to get to the top. Yeah. I think it was a little bit of, you know, this, like, this is, I like, my dad did this to me. I would never do this. But mm-hmm. I think also he saw how quickly and easily it was to go from the big fish to chum. So he was like, I am going to procreate because, again, at first they think that Carla Gugino is just another child that they don't know about, that mm-hmm. she's the daughter of the bartender. They mm-hmm. don't even think that the bartender is fucking Verna, like who yeah. she's an icon. But she's the same person. Yeah. Yes. They think that she is the same person, but that she is the daughter and yeah. that she must have been like Bruce's or Bruce, I keep calling him Bruce. Roderick's, she must have been yeah. Roderick's child. Other child. Yeah. How, yes. Other child. Because each of these kids is on the board. Yeah. He surrounded himself so that the the Usher family had more of a stake, more power and so if he were to die if madeline were to die like that was the thing he didn't even start well neither of them really started getting worried about like their standing their power until most of the kids were dead and they were like oh there's not an usher majority on the board anymore and i think that is also part of the reason possibly i don't think he was as nice i i i i i don't know to knowingly to know that your kids are going to meet their demise at the same time as you and to grow, like to love them, to know them. And but I also still... think he did like the thing he did with Perry is like keeping him under his thumb. I think he did hold all of his children all at arm's them. length. Well, that, yeah, that's because what... they all they all say something of like, we just wanted his approval. We just wanted his approval. And but I think we he... call him and he never calls back. Yeah, I think he he held them all at arm's length because he knew getting close to them would only be painful, but Except he couldn't help Lenore. it with Lenore. Because Lenore was so much like Annabelle she was so, Lee. And she was so much purer than yes. the kids, th- than his kids. And yes. like she couldn't be bought like his kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she we're, didn't make we're stupid skipping. fucking, is it real or is it cake? I, I was like, oh, fucking boomers and Hilarious. their love of, is it real or is it cake? Um, 
yeah uh we're skipping ahead way yes. too far my last note for this episode again i got less and less notes after each episode was uh we built this city lol oh my god the i love that little tiny montage series was excellent but yes yeah. we built this city was great i i just oh, fuck like the music was great the music was great to rock out to yeah and i liked certain aspects of it um like how it tied in um but that also brings me to uh for leo i wrote gluttony slash greed yeah i think that's kind of or i take that back i wrote gluttony i wrote gluttony okay um i thought it could be gluttony or greed and then i was like no 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 it's gluttony because he indulges in fucking yes drugs everything. and everything yeah. he's got like all kinds of like you see in his closet he's got like a whole wall dedicated to jordan's like he's he's mm -hmm. very he's got so much money and he just throws it at things and at one point julia says something like or i think it was julia somebody says something to him like you're not a video game developer you pay people to make video games for yeah. you because yeah. that's what you do is you just throw money at everything um, and his his uh episode is very yellow toned yes which um, is you know like gold and money yeah. and blah, blah, blah. i'm telling you girl well and that's the thing also with sloth that sloth was like it's devoid of any color like it's just it's yeah, not her her death is very doesn't is, even bother her scenes She's are white. all very white yeah, yeah. everything is white yeah. everything she wears mm -hmm. uh, her, her hair whole office yeah everything everything yep. half of her assistants like mm -hmm. she's very into i'm just like girl yeah. um however I did write for my last thing. So here's the thing. I, this episode, I still had to take a break after this. I literally, I had to take a break because the jump scares were draining. All the animals were dying. It was making me sad, but mostly it was the jump scares. Like I, I wrote, at one point, and I sent this to you, I wrote literally just somebody please find me an uplifting animated movie to watch stat because I'm afraid to walk around my apartment with the doors unlocked or with, I, I was also very upset at this point so i think what i meant to say is without all the lights being on and the doors being locked mm -hmm. um and i stand by that however if you so here's the thing this was also a good stopping point for me because this one if you cut the gore and the violence and swap in yakety sacks for the spooky music episode four is basically the life of every cat owner ever yeah it's, busting it's, open walls to find your cat you literally got sliced open today by your cat yeah i did my palm like, he sliced my palm yeah yeah and i, I cat stigmata yes <laughs> jesus <laughs> um it, it's i mean let me tell you i also have it so i understand um but like i was like for example like if your cat leaves you little dead animal presents in your bed and your chair and in your shoes it does not mean they hate you it literally means also, that you're like a pathetic helpless hairless baby how long was he laying in bed with a fucking rat carcass under his pillow and he didn't fucking notice at all dude my dude he was um otherwise engaged if you remember i mean he was getting his dick sucked but yeah. like he was in bed for quite some time prior to that like he didn't just put his head on the pillow he was maybe he was rolling around i don't know my point is like that is that didn't scare me none of that stuff scared me i was literally like yup been there yup been there one time felix straight up burrowed in behind our cabinets and michael had to like take things apart I yeah. like I've been there. I've been through all like Michael. Michael Flanagan, please. 
I, I like I got this. Let me write for you. I know all about the shared experience of cat owners being driven crazy by their by their kitties. Like I can make this so much scarier and not so much like, yeah, and mm -hmm. oh, your cat hates you. Original. And also, again, your cat doesn't hate you if it's bringing you dead little kitty presents. Yeah. Uh, are you ready to jump into the next episode? I'm ready to jump. Hippity episode hop. five is probably one of the most well-known Poe works. Yes. It is titled The Telltale Heart. And it is. Though Great. I didn't catch that so for an embarrassingly long time. However, I, I didn't, I didn't. About The Telltale Heart, an unnamed narrator speaks of being driven to murder by the cloudy, vulture-like eye of their elderly roommate. Mm -hmm. Despite meticulously planning to carry out the deed while he sleeps, the old man wakes up and the narrator kills him quickly to silence the sound of his pounding heart. They dismember the old man and stow the pieces under the floorboard to hide the crime, but when the police are called for a wellness check, the narrator begins to hear what they believe to be the old man's heart growing louder under the floor, driving them mad enough to confess. Mm -hmm. uh yeah biggest post story that everyone knows classic. about classic and as soon as it was revealed like as soon as i got like the the flow of what the show was gonna be mm -hmm. and saw that this episode was the telltale heart and new victorine was mm -hmm. working on that heart thing yep. i was like okay okay i was like it's all coming together all right also uh, first the music yes oh totally clips of the heart playing while they're fighting hilarious and at the end um, they played Total Eclipse of the Heart at the beginning, and at the end, they played um, Hard on the Heart. Uh-huh. Like, the heart music was there. Yeah. Um, my first note is uh, when they do the flashback to 1980 New Year's, uh, the random kiss between Verna and Madeline. Oh, no. I clocked that Madeline was like, hmm, for, like, very quickly. Yeah, I think in the Verna's original... Verna's there for a good time. Madeline... Is, is not there is, for a long time is well no she's not but also she's oh no she's gay she's got a touch I think of the gay in the original story i believe she is described as having a fiance i think i haven't read it in a long time but um yeah there's literally not a single partner referenced uh um, they made her very madeline no they made her the opposite like at one point verna says to her something like I think you're because Madeline was like, do you think I'm some woman that can't speak for herself? And mm -hmm. Verna goes, no, I think you're a queen without a crown. Mm -hmm. And her nickname for her is Cleopatra. Yeah. And that she's just like running shit behind the scenes. And Madeline has like kept that throughout. Like she's she makes no like you make no mistake. Like she's not likable, but also she's at least respectable in that like she never wavers from yeah. her like oh like this is who i am i'm not going to like i can understand laying on your back two times a week and sucking a dick once in a while and then being set for life but if that if these types of dudes are the ones that i have to do this for then i'm not doing that but i really felt like she had no she has so much drive but no emotion like yes, when she was she's talking a sociopath to, yeah, she's when a she viper was, when she was talking to annabelle about like what their ultimate plan was it's like Roderick mm -hmm. was gonna like go to jail for the night and then be the hero of Fortunato and that's when like Annabelle starts like really losing it she's like well I thought he was going to do the right thing I thought yeah. blah 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 and that's when Madeline is like oh wait you have emotions yeah like, and was like oh I thought that you were just like 
pretending to be the wife all this time. I didn't realize you loved him. Like, yeah. Yeah, no. Though I loved, I loved what Annabelle Lee said to her as she was leaving, where she was just like, you are so small. Yeah. And and that that got to her so much. Yes, that that got to her so much that she recycled that insult. And I was like, ooh, that's when you know it is cutting when you use it on somebody else. Because hurt people hurt people. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's this is also actually the episode uh, so i wrote yo she wants her fucking eyes because that's what madeline says to arthur pym when he's like i'm gonna find who we know to be verna i'm Uh gonna find this girl what do you i'll bring you a receipt like that i've found her and at that point i didn't realize he was saying he was gonna kill her i thought he was just gonna be like i'm gonna threaten her and be like leave and pay her off at this point i was like yeah they're gonna kill everybody i love him yeah but um but when she was like i bring me her eyes and take them out carefully like i want them intact i was like yo her eyes like fuck but also cold bitch bitch and also foreshadowing yeah Um, uh this is also the episode where it is revealed uh at the very beginning of the series when they're uh in court Mm -hmm. um dupont says that he has an informant and that's what kind of kicks off the series of like the kid's death uh, I called it from minute one. There was never an informant. Oh, I didn't. Um, I really hoped that there was. I kind of, no, I kind I of wondered it. if it was Lenore. <gasps> that would have been interesting because she had a conscience. She did. And, it yeah, w- yeah. and Annabelle Lee thought that he was going to do the right thing all this time. Lenore would have done the right thing because Lenore is basically Annabelle Lee two point Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I called it. There was never an informant. So like this kind of kickoff for the series was like built on a lie. Which... Well, but he said I thought. That at, at like at worst that you were going to eat each other alive like not yeah kill each other and granted yeah. they weren't killing each other but, but they were they were literally like they turned on each in other a, but they were in a box with like the water rising yeah for many many years this is just the thing that like sent it over like yeah. it's not like it's not like this was inevitable this was going to happen obviously right. and um, i think they even said it at some points but yeah. they but they were just like yeah but i've got like my exit strategies essentially um yeah. And I, I'm going to say this death was the most gruesome out of all of them. This is this is the one that like really got to me. Not specifically yeah. Victorine's death, but what she did to her girlfriend. What she did to her girlfriend, Dr. And then how she Allie, acted afterwards. And how she acted afterwards. Um, this is also the episode where uh, I go, oh my God, did they bury the boss alive in the wall during the demo on New Year's Eve 1979? Like, oh, really? I, you wrote I, that? This is when I wrote that because he's just sitting down there. And he's talking to somebody. You hear like clanging or jingling or something. And I, I thought and it was the cat bell. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. I was like, this is either Annabelle Lee is down here or the boss is down here. And I was like, but why would the boss be buried in his own building? I mean, why would Annabelle Lee be buried in this building and not like the boss? So yeah. this is when I thought that. However, I the next thing I wrote was so i wrote oh my god all caps oh my god did they bury the boss alive in the wall during the demo on on new year's eve 1979 next thing i write all caps oh my god Allie didn't just leave the house she left this fucking mortal plane because i should have known i'm a little mad it didn't occur to me that 
Vic is calling Allie over and over again, being like, please just talk to me. I need you to do this surgery and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. She's forcing them to go to human trials that when Allie discovered that her name was forged on these things saying go ahead with human trials and that she's now embroiled in all of this shady shit. Yeah. Because she's also engaged to Vic, but she even was like, I'm going to like do the right thing and all this other stuff that Vic throws a fucking bookend at Allie's ass yeah and except it's not her ass it's her fucking head and also that the bodyguard is is he's hearing all of the bodyguards are so useless yes and and he's hearing the death rattles outside and that vic has the nerve to a be like haven't you ever heard a woman getting head before but also that she's right next to the front door i that's what i'm saying with frosted glass that the bodyguard doesn't like not in a sexual way but like doesn't at some point turn around and see that like and that this one was i would say the most gruesome also because Allie is very much aware that she is dying and she mm-hmm. has been her brain has been damaged from this book and she is bleeding out and that all she can't even form words mm-hmm. it's just noises i did not like that one i would say that is the second most gruesome of the series okay um and then the next thing i write is all caps she put the fucking prototype in fucking Allie's corpse with a bunch of question marks and then just holy shit because it's not (coughs) quite the telltale heart um because Roderick goes to see Vic and he's like can you that's when that song that I was telling you was playing the um the heart the the one that she has blasting yes that's called heart on the heart yeah. And it's by King. I remember from like a while ago. She is blasting this and he's like, can you I'm trying to talk to you. Can you like turn off this music? And she's like, I actually can't because then I'll just hear this fucking thing. This yeah. this th- which sounds like the um, the thingy. But I thought that she was like guilty because she killed all those monkeys with that little heart pump thing. Mm-hmm. So. All you hear is this mechanical like clicking and he's like. Uh, she's like watch like you you'll hear it too because i don't think anybody else can hear it and she turns off the music and he goes i do hear it and he's like listening around and like looking and meanwhile she's standing there and she's remembering what happened yeah as he's looking around trying to find the source of it and right when he's like i think i i think it's coming from this room back here does she go oh i remember and it's just fucking Allie's obliterated dead body with a heart entire chest cavity yes her chest cavity ripped open with this with this like thing that's supposed to like pump your heart for you and it is just pumping a dead heart yeah and it's her dead heart she has never been more dead she ain't and and that he has to come to grips with that he found her and that he has to be like i think he said something like you're fully funded like just to like he's doing something to try to diffuse get, because he yes. realized how unhinged she yes. is yes and that he's just like let's go sign the paperwork not here and that vic has fully like become unglued Which at this is, point it's like i can't because Allie's not doing her portion of the work i'm like Allie has done more than enough which is as he started that that is how i would deal with a an unhinged person in a delicate situation just agree i was amazed and remove yourself from the situation i un, any unhinged person maybe yes however this is also his kid the fact yeah. that like he had that i would not have had that mental constitution because he's also you can see it he's breaking like he's very much like oh my god this is horrific to like witness happening to yeah. my child 
and that oh my god yeah that one and then you know vic decides like oh we need a living participant and then goes let me do this to me and like that the next scene or the next episode it starts with him being covered in presumably vic's blood yeah yeah so However, uh let us go on to sec. the next ep- oh you have yeah what's the, I have the my, deadly I sin have my, yeah so my deadly sin for this one is pride okay and she's ensconced in lots of like oranges um there's a lot of there's a lot of orange at play she's got like her her decor has orange she's like bathed in like this really fucked up eerie orange light when she's like when Allie's body has been discovered Mm -hmm. um but also because at that in that scene where she's like covered in orange she or she says quote success is everything Mm -hmm. and if that ain't pride i don't know what is yeah yeah i agree with that that's good that's good um our next episode is episode six and it is titled gold bug and this is actually it's uh the death of tamerlane and this is from yes tammy this is from two um different post stories yes um the first gold bug it's set in south carolina about a man who loses his fortune and works with his slave jupiter to hunt down a treasure buried by a pirate captain kidd and after Mm -hmm. finding um uh they find a gold uh, scarab like bug which you may recognize from things like the mummy yep um and also uh tamerlane is a poem uh mm-hmm. it's loosely inspired by turco mongol conqueror timur lenuk or tamerlane who uh cast the woman he loved aside to pursue power and that is very much tamerlane there's also some references to i forget the name of the work now but there's another work that he has where a woman i think it's a woman becomes like consumed by beauty like be growing old and needing to okay. be I, I wish it's like in the backs the back of my mind with like I, I can't for the life of me remember but that i would say also applies mm-hmm. to this story very much because she's uh, well first of all she is a carbon copy of gwyneth paltrow yeah but also i wrote this narcoleptic ass bitch <laughs> she yeah. can't she can't stay awake for the life of her she's so tired and yet and at one point i wondered so this is this might be a good time to point this out at one point um they're talking about how roderick won over his kids oh and like money. stole them yes and stole them away from yeah. annabelle Lee. and that like she she had said something like what do you have to give them because you didn't have your riches yet that took mm-hmm. a little bit more time <clears throat> and i wondered by the end of this if he got his first two kids hooked on that opioid drug that he was shilling because freddie was very susceptible to substance abuse Mm-hmm. um technically all of the kids were and they talked about how he was sick when he was a kid he was sick when he was a kid medicine. and they couldn't afford his medicine and like we'll get into it but like there's like ins- insinuations that freddie uh what do you call it was like having seizures um basically but the at when juno because juno is on 
the most she literally like holds the record for having the most of this drug in her body they like more than anybody else it's literally how they met because doctors were like this is never seen before that she's taking 20 milligrams of this stuff the next highest dosage we've ever heard of is 13 it's because she lost her leg in a car accident and also because she was a heroin addict yeah um and she basically just jumped from heroin addict to this and when she was like i want to get off of this drug i want to come i want to go clean and her doctor is basically like you would need to do so very slowly and then her husband roderick is like you're not fucking doing this because you're my success story and even if you were it would take you three agonizing years and he's describing in detail he's like you won't go through withdrawals because it's not an addictive drug and then just is like You'll have nausea and, then explains and vomiting. All of the withdrawal symptoms. All of the withdrawal symptoms. But one of those withdrawal symptoms, at one point, he says, "Imagine being so tired you can't sleep." Yeah, and that is exactly what is going on with Tammy. And yeah. so I'm really, I really, genuinely do wonder if he got his, at least his first two kids hooked on this drug and that that's why they would always keep coming back. And then when he had the riches that he could dangle in front of their faces, then they really yeah. didn't have to leave yeah i genuinely wonder and it would explain a lot yeah and i like how there's still those kind of questions that were left unanswered yeah they didn't need to like lay everything out yeah um i do like that um he quoted a dream within a dream which is an Edgar Allan Poe poem at one point lines yes um Um, i also really liked her robe i wrote i want that robe though yes again it's like a a sweater this is a very green episode very Uh, green pitch even her, her like, like stuff she yeah, she's her, taking like truffle oil yeah her like pitch meeting was so cringe and made me like so uncomfortable yeah, it was so bad uh, like, well, and I also any, any like failed public speaking thing i can't handle so that and first i did write about that someone get this bitch a melatonin or a vagina egg like damn but she is seeing so she can't she has struggled she struggles to perform in the bedroom um and so what she likes to do is hire sex workers have her husband fuck them and she gets off on that and carla gugino is the replacement sex worker yeah but not even like fucking them it's like she's watching them have a normal dinner no 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 did you miss that when she thinks that their escapades have been filmed Mm -hmm. and they're playing on tvs she's telling him straight up like well yeah eat her out while she checks her emails and like yeah but that was that was later on at the very beginning when they first introduced this concept oh, yes. they're having a normal that's like, how it starts. he's having the normal dinner with the sex worker and yes. she's like masturbating to it yes yeah. um so but so and i don't know whether they're trying to say something about gwyneth um with that but uh i thought it was funny it's not but it is because that's something that i noticed throughout this is that it's wild. I don't know when I managed to write this down, but that Mike Flanagan, this is a horrific thing to watch. A lot of this, like it's very gory. It's there's a lot of fucked up shit happening, but mm-hmm. that he manages to weave in humor so seamlessly at times. And one yeah. of those times was so Carla Gugino's character, who is literally she's at this point, a sex worker who is dressed up to look like Tammy, Tammy. because that's who Tammy is that's what tammy is having these sex workers do 
and she mm-hmm. thinks that her husband and this is another reason why i think that she is what she is with the green with the envy she's also convinced her husband is fucking this person in real life but like they're yeah. having an affair behind yeah behind and, and, her back yeah and at one point she's like you were taking a walk in the park with her i saw it and he was like i was walking with you in the park yeah. um, again like uh billy is her her husband's yes name? built oh yeah he's built. he's so he's so precious he's so yeah. pure he put oh. up with so much he god bless him um like he's free now um but no so she's carla gugino is seated at this thing juno also juno tries to do so right by all of these kids and even though she is younger than most of them and they all give her so much shit and they literally like call her the junkie and all this other stuff and she tries to be like nice and at one point like to prove this she straight up showed up her, like Roderick didn't even show up. Freddie didn't even show pitch, up. Madeline yeah. and Juno both went to this pitch, and Juno. And Madeline, Madeline was in the back. Juno yeah, was. But Madeline front. did it. Madeline did it like more for herself. Uh, yeah, more and and as like a show of power rather than yes. like there to support her. Yes, and yeah. and it, when shit started to hit the fan, she was like getting up and backing out. Like yeah. meanwhile, Juno is front row center, trying to and, support like, her, trying to help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, she was so sweet. She like like Tammy's becoming more unhinged, and Juno like and Juno's just like clapping to try to move things along, and like yeah. really trying her best. But this this sex worker, Carla Gugino, as a sex worker, is seated behind her, and I really thought it was so fucking funny that Tammy is clearly talking to this Carla Gugino manifestation, but Juno does not know because when you're focusing on Juno, you see that it's a different person behind her. Yeah. But she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Juno's like, I just came to support you. <laughs> like, that Juno thinks Aww, that she's talking to her. Was, I know. And I'm like, so Juno sweet. is so fucking funny. And then, and then, you know, at one and point, I did, fucking... I, she throws a mic stand at, she thinks Carla Gugino, but it doesn't hit Carla Gugino or the person that is, suppo- that is supposed to be Carla Gugino. It straight up beans her <laughs> in the fucking forehead. Poor Juno. And I really thought that killed her. And I was like, no! But it's okay, Juno's alright. Um, however, this is also the one that reveals um, when they show that Carla Gugino's character, Verna, is photographed with all of these robber barons powerful and people. terrible, powerful yep. people who like all just ruined the world in some way, shape, or form. The Rockefellers, Monsanto, like that, and they're like, no, this has to be photoshopped. And the Arthur Pym is like, no, the metadata from these shows that like these it's been on the internet forever. Old. Yeah, yes. So either she's been playing the longest game possible. Or no, this is real. And that's when they're like, oh, shit, she was a demon or she's whatever she is. She's Verna. Um, I loved that. I thought that was great. Mm -hmm. Um, I also this is another example of um, Flanagan weaving in humor when he has no business doing so. Um, Madeline walks into Roderick's office and he's covered in blood and he's like, I've been hiding in here after vic after vic did what she did because like Mm -hmm. that's where arthur told me i should be and she goes because he's got the prototype because he was like it's fortunato pharmaceuticals property so and in actuality he just because 
it would reveal a lot more terrible shit. He was covering his own ass. But he's saying that. And she goes, did you remove it yourself? She's horrified. And he goes, I was going to have an intern do it, but this was faster. And I was like, what the fuck? Excuse? (laughs) It's just, it's so, again, it is, it's got that like, fucked up humor of succession it's got the high-powered family of succession it's got the weird sex things of succession but it's just like what you would want to happen not really but like because that's the thing is i feel bad that some of these people are like what a way to go like i don't think we even really talked about like leo straight up thought he was attacking the cat and jumped off his balcony and julius saw the whole thing yeah there's so many people like like all the spouses just like yeah. left in the in, in the, the lurch. In, yes, um, um, and this is also the episode with the Gerald's game product placement. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, and what is the deadly sin of this episode? So, um, I also would like to say that Tammy's death a little far fetched. That she's like going around swinging a golf club or whatever it is at mirrors and then fire poker. Yeah, that was it. Fire poker. And that she happens to... This is what bothered me. She hits this mirror on the ceiling, like the sex mirror. You know, we all know it. Yep. Because she, she's trying to hit Verna. Because that's who she sees when she looks in the mirror. And that she has to jump up because she's a little thing and hit the mirror. And that the shards of glass that from the mirrors have been cutting her throughout, that they come down and one of them slits her throat. And that she doesn't like land on the fire poker. I'm like, this is so far-fetched. This is so ridiculous. I just, mm-hmm. I, I can't get on with it. But obviously, we did mention this earlier that like she is bathed in green. She's literally wearing green. All of her products are like eco green. It's a whole thing. Yep. She wants to be more successful than her husband built, who's like got this fitness empire. She wants to be bigger than her father ever was. Show that her family is more than they actually are with like pharmaceuticals. She's then jealous of the sex worker. Like Miss Girl is literally wearing green. <coughs> she is envy. Yeah. So I think we can all get behind that. Yeah. Uh, episode yeah. seven is titled The Pit and the Pendulum. And the yeah. original the original story, a man sentenced to death during the Spanish Inquisition and awakens in a darkened cell with a, uh, with a pit in the center. He is repeatedly left unconscious and wakes up to find the situation worsening. Eventually, he is tied to a board and made to look upward at an image of Father Time swinging a slowly lowering pendulum. But he manages to escape before um, it, it is dissected by the blade or forced into the pit. Uh, that does he not does. happen in this no. episode. Uh, a real quick, but good riddance. Real quick, um, uh, he's been in a bunch of other Flanagan works, Henry but um, yeah, Henry Thomas, who played the little boy oh, in yeah. E.T. In E.T. Yeah. yeah, and if so memory cute. serves me correctly, Mike Flanagan also helped him like revamp his career because he's been in a bunch of things in the Flanagan universe. He mm-hmm. was in The Haunting of Hill House. He was in Midnight Mass. He was in The Midnight Club, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just been in a lot of stuff in recent years, and it's because he's a frequent collaborator of Mike Flanagan. Again, Mike Flanagan keeps it in the family. Most of these people have been in multiple Mike Flanagan works. But yeah, um, hopping right into that, my first thing I have is, I'm sorry, did Froderick, because that's what they kept calling him, because he yeah. was like a carbon copy of his dad, yeah. except he wasn't. He was like a douchebag. Like, I thought he was just like a harmless himbo in the beginning. Yeah. I thought that he was just a stupid little Ken. When he didn't know the difference between imposter and mole. When 
anytime he spoke, I couldn't take him seriously because of his fucking man bun. Yeah. I Yeah, I, I would hate say this guy. Uh, Frederick Then he became terrible. Yeah, Roderick was at least like calculating and like smart about business decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't think Fred was like that. Freddie did not have the aptitude to think no. for himself. No. He was a yes man through and through. Whatever. My father will hear about this. Like, that's the vibe. Yeah. Except it was very like, he has a bowling alley in his fucking house. Okay. Like, he's a child. Yeah. He is a child in a man's body. And that's fine. It only got dangerous because, as we said, Maury was at the um, the the orgy when... Yeah acid rains down they think it's going to be water because of these tanks that fortunato had yep. been storing because they, they knew it was really bad stuff chemicals up they there, were planning yeah. yes and and freddie was supposed to demolish this building and perry was like i'm gonna throw an orgy party in here first and they can't get a water hookup so he's like there's water tanks on the roof and it was not water tanks it was tanks of acid that were being eaten through by the acid actually so maury goes to this party maury doesn't make it out but she makes it out alive by barely, barely. Yeah. She's recovering and he realizes that she was at a sex party, like that Freddie realizes she was at a sex party and that she didn't wear her wedding ring and yep. is just becoming more and more unhinged and it's like and his has siblings the, are all that dying. Secret phone, which I yes. love how they never cracked the, the phone. Which the code was 666-999. Yep. Um, because it I was, was Perry's burner originally. Yeah, I was waiting for them to like crack it and like maybe find something on there, but there was literally nothing on there. It was literally just the invite to the party. Yep. Yep. And so, so it was unimportant after the second episode. It was unimportant, except yes and no, because Freddie, it was like his telltale heart. He was obsessed with trying to crack it and get it yeah. open because he was convinced that she did some way worse stuff. Mm-hmm. Then what she actually did was was just she went to this party, which was just like a night of debauchery, but she didn't actually participate in anything. She had like yeah. a drink. That was it. Yeah. Um, like she just she was made to feel very insecure that she was still that she was boring and that she was old and all of this other stuff. And that's, I think, a lot of why she went. But I he ripped her fucking teeth out. Yeah. And that. Because he like has her moved from the hospital to his home and he's like, I'm going to have all of the experts come. I'm having a facility built. He has the facility built so quickly and like he's fooled everybody. He's fooled the doctors and everybody. He's telling his daughter that like the doctors are coming when she's at school Mm -hmm. and he's just letting her sit there and rot. Yep. And, and you can see that by the progression of her bandages like getting worse and worse. Oh my God. That they're getting yellow. Yep. And it's just it's so it's so gross. And that his daughter is just sitting there like, hey, mom spoke finally. And he's, and like, he's like, can't be having more. that. Yeah. Yeah. Got a drugger. But yeah, then he, he he's like that she had this beautiful smile and he rips her teeth out. But then that he's like saying demolish this building and he's on the phone with these guys trying to seem like big and important and a man. And but at also one point on he literally so much cocaine on so much cocaine. And it's just like if you don't do it and he like gives her like a little like inside joke smile like he's like i'm gonna rip your fucking teeth out like i'm gonna take some pliers and rip your fucking teeth out yeah and gives her a look like oh honey it's our little inside joke and i'm like i at that moment that's when i was like i hate him the most i hate him the most i i just you do not like he was a terrible 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 person yeah and i hate him the most 
Yeah, he sucked. And um, his death was really cool. I was wondering how it was going to become the pit and the pendulum. I thought maybe it would uh, they'd cop out and do something just with like the wrecking ball. But then the way mm. that the building was demoed around him because he accidentally took the paralytic and collapsed inside the building. Well, he didn't because that was the thing. That's what I was saying before about Verna being the puppet master, that she's controlling everything, that she's like, like, yeah. how did all of the wait staff get out of the orgy? It's because she got in their she ears and was just yep. like, leave now. That she went to him and was like, more, mm-hmm. more. And that also Maury is watching him put this like nightshade into his like thing and is just like, oh, that can't be good. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not going to say anything though. Um, but yeah, it yeah, was, that was a gnarly also, death. I will say though, he's, so he's talking to his wife cause he goes back inside before they demolish the building and the building is being like, it's like a, a quick and dirty job. They didn't get the permits for it. So they're just like, we yep. got to do this fast. We got to get in, get out. Um, that he's walking around and they're looking for her wedding ring. Cause he thinks it might be in there. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to put this on you. If I had to weld it onto your finger it's going back on you Mm. and that he's walking around he's just like "Hmm, you should have died here honey i literally wrote i was like oh that's fucking it i hope he dies in there instead and then two minutes later i go verna yes get him girl get his ass because like she everybody else she did not interact with nearly as much and she even said i don't really get involved in these deaths to this degree but like you are special because you're such a like pathetic little weirdo yeah and she was like uh, at at one point she literally was like it wouldn't have been this brutal if you hadn't touched your wife yeah like yeah it It could have been a car accident it could have been so many other things but Mm -hmm. uh yeah Mm -hmm. um but she also talks about how roddy would have been a poet had he said no yeah he would have gone on the good and then he would have been a Whatever. dentist and that and that he would have been and she was like in this irony that frederick would have grown up to become a dentist and a good one yeah and still like, a successful and I do job know what everybody else yeah but i also want to know what everybody else would have been yeah like i want to know what could have happened like what could have been because at one point later on she even says to madeline something like i'm uh, you're standing in front of me is the person you were the person you are and the person you could have been and that's very sad to me and yeah, she means there was it. no other path for her there yeah yeah i'm like i want to know i want to know what what tammy would have been i want to know what all of these kids would have been i think that would have yeah. i would have enjoyed that but you also find out this is when you do find out um because or no this may not be when you find out but you do see because all of these ghosts you find out kind of what happens to them you don't see freddy's ghost of like what happens to him that he's been like disemboweled by this pit and this but pendulum. he says something about his c-section scar roger roderick says something like offhandedly it and when the ghosts appear it's annabelle leading little, little baby like yeah. little frederick in and he's just like oh my god like this is such a reprieve and that then like he's talking he to them and that's and before that, though, Freddie has like a seizure type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then he's bisected. Yeah. And that he, A, he's got to watch like his little boy that he like and, and knowing then or knowing now that like he made that decision, knowing that his kid was going to like die. Yep. Um, Yeah. You know what? I hope you have to watch that again many yeah. times. Like, yep. You know what? And you, uh, he was that age when you made that choice. And what? uh 
deadly sin. All right. Hear me out. I also, one more thing um, that she mockingly told him, you've been scared your whole life because he's trying to be a big man. I love that. More of this, please. And also, I really liked the stance that this series took. And this encapsulates this quote. You only wanted to be loved by him. She said this to Freddie about his relationship with his father. Yep. She goes, and it's still no fucking excuse. Yeah. For like all of the terrible shit that he did. And I was like, yeah, you like wanting to be loved by somebody does not give you carte blanche to then ruin so many other lives. Exactly. And yeah. you want to know something and, and treat your wife so terribly yeah. and you treat your daughter so terribly and just be a terrible person. Like, it's fine if you're like not hurting anybody and you're a fucking idiot. But no. Mm-mm, yeah. Mm-mm, no excuse mm-mm. for this. He he earned this. And now I understand why Perry hated him so much. Yeah. Because um, at first I thought everybody hated him because he was an idiot. No. Freddie is wrath because we all saw the shit that he pulled with Maury and then the ending sealed it when she says like you that you did this like because you only wanted to be loved by your father but that's mm-hmm. no fucking excuse for being so mean and angry and terrible and everything i'm like oh wrath yep. and and yeah absolutely it's yeah, wrath. I agree. he he becomes more and more unhinged and it's just i'm telling you though it's all coming together yeah lots of blues there's a blue room Need I say more? I love it. I need not. But yeah, that was more brutal than expected. Our final episode, which was so good, uh, it is titled The Raven, and that's where it's revealed the Verna thing. Uh, But the poem The Raven um, is about a man who's sitting by a fire mourning the loss of his love, Lenore. Uh. When a raven flutters in from outside, it sits on a bust of palace and watches over the man, uh, questioning the raven about the torments of grief and the possibility of moving on. He discovers the raven can parrot one word in response, and that is nevermore. Locked uh. in a dead-end conversation, the man is frustrated to realize he will never be free of his grief. And here's the thing. I thought Lenore was going to end up okay. No, this because is the why entire would they kill her? bloodline. The it's, whole bloodline goes. It, I don't know why. I kind of hoped that maybe Lenore could. Well, because. All right. There's a few things. There's a few things. There's a few things. There's a few things. Um, first of all, I thought that Lenore. Was so throughout. I thought that she could be saved because throughout this. As Roderick and Madeline become more and more aware that that deal that they made wasn't just like. A, a figment of their imagination yeah. or that this lady wasn't like just crazy um when they're like oh shit like we actually made this deal roderick at certain points is like i should kill myself mm-hmm. if i kill myself then all of this Maybe will be over, over. yeah Ma- then the kids will be okay um and he's got this like ancient from like 2 ad i think he said like hunting knife staff thing and he's like i could just like seppuku myself but he's like he starts to Mm -hmm. and then he like wimps out yeah and he's like oh my god i'm such a coward and then he's like i could jump from this roof and he like it shows him like as if he's visualizing himself falling on his back he's like 10 seconds you can do 10 seconds that's how long it would take to fall 70 floors so here's the thing Hale. this is also the episode where Madeline goes to him. She has met with Verna. And Madeline's like, there's no other way out. 
you need to take all of these pills, mm-hmm. the the opioid drug. The more if you take a bunch of them and you take it quickly, it won't hurt. Yeah. And so she convinces him to kill himself and he does. He takes all of the pills, he starts to pass out, and then Verna comes in and all she has to do is touch his cheek and he throws everything up and is just like fine and mm-hmm. whatever. So she says, basically, like, you don't get to kill yourself. I'm the one who kills you. And you're not, like, bitching out of this. You're going to see it through to the end. You and Madeline are going together. And you're going when I say you go. Here is the thing. Based on that, I think that time where he tried to stab himself and tried to jump out of the building, where you literally see him jumping out of the building, and then Mm -hmm. he, like, kind of, like, is like, whoa, like... That would be so easy if I could do it. No, I think he tried both of those times and that was her intervening because she's intervened with everything else. She showed it with Freddie that she like intervened and made him take all of that nightshade, which is paralytic so that he would be paralyzed inside the thing. I truly think that he tried to kill himself twice at least and that she was like, "Mm -mm, not yet. Maybe. And then the third time he was just like, she was like, I don't think you're getting the message. Yeah. I spoke to your sister you know it's me, bitch. It's Verna, bitch. Honestly, that's a possibility. I love her. And I think the one of the most impactful scenes of the entire show was when he is. Uh, Lenore has died. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, going back a little bit, <sighs> Verna explaining to Lenore what's going to happen afterwards. Yes, and like all of the good that happens, and how yes. delicate lenore's death is she just touches her yeah and that's it and it's it's like falling asleep yeah like that was a huge moment that was like really heartbreaking beautiful but beautiful the scene afterwards where roderick is in the boardroom and all of the dead kids are sitting around the table and then verna comes in and it's raining and through the flashes of the the rain all the bodies come down of the people whose deaths he's responsible for because of this opioid i also had that i that's insane and the way it was done was just crazy cool looking very very like poetic yeah like i I said the most like most impactful scene of the entire show absolutely absolutely well yes and no because there was one that also very much impacted me so he says to dupont who's still there um he's in his he's in his mother's house and madeline's banging around in the basement doing Mm -hmm. whatever and he's like oh she's just in the basement she's hiding in the basement blah 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 you'll get to her eventually um dupont he's talking he's talking to dupont and he says that like these he's seeing the ghosts of his kids and that they're telling him and they're making sure that they get the stories of his death of their deaths right um but he goes, he talks about Annabelle Lee and he's like, I saw her first. Yeah. Like I saw her for the first time and it was at the second funeral because he, he like, he uh, this man had more money than God and yet he was like, can I get a three for one deal on these funerals because yeah, the first right? three kids were in like a funeral? An individual funeral for your children? Yeah. No. So then he does a, a funeral for perry camille and leo and then he does a funeral and everybody goes and then he does the funeral for and by this time the house is falling actively like like people people are like distancing themselves stock is falling the the company is not going to be okay and it's 
the funeral of Freddie, um, Tammy, and Vic. Funerals. Yeah. And he and he turns around and Lenore is like, what is it, Grandpa? And he's just like, she's here. And you think, because he did that in the beginning, you think he's talking about Verna. Verna. Yep. And he's not. Verna is up in the choir loft. So are the rest of his kids. They're all, all of their ghosts are there. Yep. Um, in their states of death. But... No, he's talking about in the last pew is a some you can you can tell that she's older because her hair is cut um, is Annabelle Lee sitting in the back. Yeah, but her face didn't look any older. So I don't know if I no, I that's what I'm saying. I think that they only showed that she had gotten older because she cut her hair. OK, so you don't think she was like a figment of. No, I don't. Okay. And here is that's why. What I, that's why I thought of um, initially. I think she was the first one to visit him. And because he was indirectly responsible for her death too. This is when we find out that like he bought his kids love and that he stole them from her and blah, blah, blah. When she's walking away, because that's the thing is he's like talking to her and he's like, you can tell like she's the one that got away and like this all could have been different if he didn't make that deal and blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, whenever people asked me why, like how I lost the kids, I've just said he's rich. It's because he's rich. And that's when she's like, but that's the thing, like, at first you weren't rich. So what did you do? And that's where I'm like, oh, did she, did he give them the pills? Mm-hmm. Um, however, then she's walking away and he, like, wants her to, like, wait or something. Like, the, there's another thing, but it's for a split second. But that is when you see that Annabelle Lee died after he took the kids from her, which was always implied. She shot herself. There is a big gaping okay. gunshot wound in the back of her head. I, I was she put like, a gun look, in her mouth and she shot herself. I was like looking away or something at the time because I didn't notice that moment. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Damn. I mean, I, I had always assumed that she had died because. Yes. I knew like, she was dead. Yeah. Because she didn't come back at any point. But like. Yeah. And at first, though, I did think like when I saw her in the back that like oh that's weird like she hasn't aged today but also at the same time like maybe that's what happens when you're a good fucking person no it's what happens when you kill yourself because your husband stole your kids and maybe drugged them and that's the other thing is did she kill herself because she couldn't live without her kids because he also made that comment at one point that she couldn't stand to be without them but also if my theory that he gave them drugs holds water could she have also killed herself because she indirectly like that she knew her children were addicted to this stuff and that she brought it upon them by not being like, you can't see your dad. Yeah. Either way, Annabelle Lee killed herself. That fucking broke me. Yep. Um, Makes the poem even sadder. His, his, his reciting of the poem. Roderick was a terrible person. All of them were not good people, but reciting that poem and also explaining now that like like later when when Verna was like, oh, he would have been a poet. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that tracks. Now I get why he's like just like spouting lines to her yeah. and that she's just like, yes, I like this. This isn't weird or creepy. Mm-hmm. Just it makes the poem so much sadder, though. It. it oh, my God. Like, it's true love. Like it's so horribly sad. So sad. Yeah, but. If he really loved her, then... He wouldn't have done this. Yeah, he would have done things differently. But... Um, mm, but, yeah. We um, loved with a love that was more than... Like, oh, yeah. Girl. 
Uh, love that. Loved how it ended. Everything was so, great. No, I'm pissed that Lenore died. But yes. She had to. I, I, I know, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. Um, oh, and then also, um, Roderick is getting all of these gifts about Egyptian mummies and Egypt yeah, for his sister. And then, yeah. but, but you don't realize that's what he's doing. I don't think he realized that's what he was doing. And then all of a sudden he mummifies his sister, but also that their deaths are, cause I, did you get a flowers in the attic vibe from Roderick and Madeline? A little that they were like in love with each other. They slept in the same bed when they were younger. Like when they were teens, that that kind of sealed after they it for me. after they buried their mother, and also they were they were poor, but but they were teens, and yeah. they slept in the same bed. My point is, um, I thought that it was maybe a little bit of that, but also and Madeline was around notice? way too much around Fred uh, around Roger's yes. uh, kids relationship. She she was like their surrogate mom. Yeah, but she also didn't give a shit about them. She didn't. I'm not saying she was a good surrogate yeah. mom, but she like put herself into something of a parent role too. Um, but at the end, did Madeline's death? Madeline is dying because Roderick has basically tried to mummify her, yeah. and she was still alive. And Dupont, when Roderick says that he basically did this, and that's why she's banging around in the basement, is because she's got no fucking eyes. She's she's had that little like up in her up in her brain. Yeah. Um, that she's crawling back up to be like, what the fuck have you done to me? But she can't do that because you know what they do when they mummify people. She's not a mummy still. She's in like yeah. her regular clothes. Her weave is in the car, but that's it. Um. She stumbles up she he's like oh madeline blah 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 she immediately goes and strangles him to death while she's dying and in the beginning when they bury their mother and their mother wakes the fuck up and claws her way out of the buried alive situation and marches right over to their birth father's house Mm -hmm. and strangles him and they both drop dead yep talk about a mirror image yeah like the uh, uh just poe would have left this but the so death good. reflected yeah the deaths reflected their parents yeah poe would have loved this i think i hope yeah it's just a good modern retelling without yeah. it being so like like it was it was titled the fall of the house of usher it was mm-hmm. about the ushers ultimately but it was just about po- all of poe's works it was a love letter to Edgar Allan Poe, and I yeah. really appreciated that. Um, I think that he is arguably like the Vincent Van Gogh of literature. That like I don't think he knew how much his work affects people to this day, and yeah. I think this would have made him very happy to see. Um, also, he loved fucked up shit. We know this. Like dreams realized. Also, to close it out with my seven deadly sins theory. Obviously, the last death is Roderick and Madeline because they went in together. They went out together. They count as one and uh-huh. they are greed. Okay. They killed their boss. They buried him alive. Fucking yeah. cask of Amontillado entire, style. Yeah, their entire story was greed. That's what that fucking creepy ass clown fucking thing was. It was him. Yeah. Um, and that Madeline, when they're laying these bricks and putting him in the wall, 
that one of them says you're so small. you are so small and i'm like that's when i knew that like oh annabelle Lee got to her yep. um but yeah it's this was a i i it was fantastic i liked i liked it was excellently done highly I recommend like if you how haven't scary watched it, was. it oh no it was perfect, perfect and also spook give yourself if you if you don't like spooky things and also i personally would give it the advice of if you've got some mental health stuff maybe like take breaks yeah because this can be a very in some ways triggering series it's very it's very heavy um but it was so well done um I would watch it again with many more breaks, but I would watch it again, except yeah. I'll be watching Disney movies for the rest of the month. Yeah. Elliot saw a little bit over my shoulder, hated it. I um, Michael saw a little bit over my shoulder, was like, Michael's also a hoe for Poe, so Michael was like, ooh, ooh, and I was like, yeah, you would love this, but unfortunately, you're going to be watching it on your own. I'm not yeah. sitting through this again, because I, I can't. I can't. It's so good, though. It is it's, so good. It's, it was so well done. I'm so mad that fucking Lenore had to die. Like she did, uh, she had to. Uh, but but. Oh. Uh, we have been talking for so long about this, um, mm-hmm. and we still have more to do in Spooktober. Uh, if you enjoyed this series, let us know. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we also have a Discord. Message us on any of our social media, we'll and get uh, or email us crimeculturepod at gmail.com if you can email us great i'll probably get to that quicker than any social media and um ask us for the link and we will get you in there we do little spoiler alerts for episodes before they come out we share pictures of our pets we share good news with each other and we'll talk about um episodes as they come out on our pods discussion channel so join the discord please um and if you are a part of our secret satan gift exchange just so you know, we're uh, we're getting close there. So if you haven't sent out your secret Satan thing yet, um, hop on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be sending mine out this week. I'm very excited. I just finished uh, work on it, and um, oh, I can't yeah. wait. Uh, this also, I'm going to say, this Spooktober is brought to you by Cosmic Green Candles. If yes, you have not gotten a cosmic green candle yet, you should. They have perfect scents for fall and for the holiday season after fall, which shall not be named yet. Any season, really. Any season. Um, so go to cosmicgreencandles.com to pick up a candle from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least, do you have, because this is a heavy series, do you have a palate cleanser? Oh, shit. You know, it's funny because I did have one and I've completely forgotten what it was going to be. Um, Palette cleanser is a non-true uh, crime or spooky related thing that uh, just clears the palate for it cleanses sending the palate. Yes. Yeah. Um, actually, um, I guess <laughs> this is going to sound so fucked up and materialistic. Um, Michael's parents were very kind and they got us a vitamix that was on sale over prime day because i was like yo this is a really good deal and we just got it and i'm not gonna lie there i see the hype i never would have bought this for myself i see the hype i know they're not listening this isn't their vibe but yo thank you very much like this is it's it's 
the smoothies are smoothieing. Good. And I would say within that it. same vein, something that I picked up on Prime Day, uh, I don't support mm. Amazon a ton because no. they're a garbage company. If anything's going to be a fall of the house of Bezos. Hell um, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to watch that. Um, but I, on for Prime Day weekend, whatever it was, uh, I we picked up a tushy. A bidet <gasps> attachment. That was what it was gonna be, Hale. That's what Game my changer. Cause we got a we got a bidet. Yeah. And goddamn. It's, it's really not, great. It, why didn't I have one throughout the pandemic? I don't know. But um why I, I visited I, yeah. I visited friends. I've never I never used one before. And then I visited friends that had one. I was like, my God. It's amazing. A whole it's amazing. new world. Yeah. <laughs> a whole um, new everything. Let me tell you. Everything. I have never great. felt better. Yeah. Um, highly so, recommend. Yeah. This is not sponsored. <laughs> but no. Tushy, if you want, maybe. Um, except mine's a Toto. And okay. Oh, let me tell you, we are not in Kansas and anymore. And also... Uh, if you if you're concerned about uh hookup it is the easiest thing to hook up we uh, simple we especially bought, if your partner does it yes exactly we bought the one that has the warm and cold water um, <gasps> we did too unfortunately the way our sink is set up we were not able to hook up the hot water but Ooh. they make uh they make exceptions for that they're like if the hot water didn't work out you just put this little cap on the thing oh. and so when we eventually move and we have a better bathroom situation mm-hmm it'll work out better but it's so yeah. easy to hook up it's great it is it's, game changer again like no I said, notes game changer. you gotta do it you gotta do it toto yeah. tushy especially if it starts in with the t it is for you my apartment uh one of the utilities we don't pay for that the apartment pays for is water <gasps> that's right so i oh, we spend, do but i'm fine by it i spend less money on toilet paper and yes uh get to use more water and charge my landlord more great hell yeah capitalism yeah uh so that's our episode for today this is uh gonna be on thursday so we oh. will see you next, next tuesday tuesday Sorry. i jumped the gun i'm still very excited about this whole thing hose for poe hose for poe bye bye